Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. State, my Gumby Cup that is uh, so worn out. Ah, so dude, I've had this Gumby Cup for like twelve years. That's fucking dope, Gumby Cup. Is Pokey on there too? Uh, Pokey was on here. Yeah. Do you remember the the whole cast's name? Not the whole cast, but I do have a certain love for this show because my mom's nickname is actually Pokey. Really? Because of the show. Yeah. Um, as much as I joke about my mom, like I really do truly love my mom I and I only right. joke about my mom because we share the same personality. Sure. And so like if I joked about her and she heard that, she'd be like, <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> and she would like just launch it back at me. But she is really great and she is a pokey. Um, do you know the whole cast name? Oh, yeah. Of course. I loved Gumby as a kid. I remember it on Nickelodeon. I had a Gumby and pokey like toy they like and you could put okay. gumby on pokey but there was the uh the blue little blonde haired piece of goo named goo okay and then there was the yellow dragon named prickle and i remember him because i thought it was funny cuz uh he, his name had the word what prick, a prick. In it. yeah <laughs> and again i was a small child and it was hilarious to me uh so yeah there's prickle and then the two enemies that they always were Coming up against were the blockheads. They were the red-headed, square-blocked baddies. Yep. So, yeah, that's the, the blocks, Gumby cast. Man. I mean, to be honest, you are a couple years older than me. Mm-hmm. I And that's fair. You know that, I think. Did you watch um, Fraggle Rock? Oh, yeah. Were Love Fraggle, Fraggle Rock. Kid? Mm-hmm. Okay. It was hard for me to watch because it was a Disney Channel show, and I grew up a poor kid. I didn't have Disney Channel. It was Channel. HBO. Uh, yeah, so it was, I knew it was a paid thing. Yeah, uh, but I didn't have HBO either, so uh, it was a rare occasion I'd get to see it. Sometimes my aunt would tape some episodes for me. Um, That's the only way I watched it. Yeah. was through tapes or mm-hmm. VHSs that. But it was like we rented. It's weird that like that's one of those shows that you see it as a kid and you're just like, you've never seen it before. You've never seen a commercial for Fraggle Rock, but you're instantly like, oh, this is good. I want to watch this. It's. Oh. Dude. It's something magical in that. Do, 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 yeah. That was probably invented in a similar state as the stars of tonight's movie discussion we're in. I can only imagine. I do remember my first introduction to Fraggle Rock was my dad just laughing his ass off watching it. And as an adult watching Fraggle Rock, I know that the only way that he possibly found that laugh out loud funny was in an altered state. So so, uh, props to him for kind of putting it on my radar and also (laughs) for me not realizing he was probably super stoned while watching it. Sure. And I had no idea. (laughs) I could see adults liking it. It's like, uh, have you ever seen the movie Orange County? Uh, Is that the one with the college? Yeah, Jack Black. Oh, man. That was, what, 2006? Probably. 2006? Maybe even earlier. That might be 2003, because that... Maybe it is 2006. Let's see who's right. I said three, you said six. I I said 2006, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, because uh, there's also another college one that came out in like 2003. Oh I shit! Think 2002. 2002 was one. Really? Yeah. No kidding. Well, by Price's Right rules, we both lost. We both totally so, lost, my friend. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, fuck you too, buddy. <laughs> hey, yeah. As your attorney, I advise you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't have saved that to the end of the episode? <laughs> no, I had to drop it now. I'm going to be dropping a lot oh, of uh, as your attorney advice. It's going to be my thing this episode. As oh, your attorney, Sean, uh, I advise you to uh, give me a brief synopsis of the movie we watched this week. Oh, fucking A, man. <laughs> As the person who watched this movie Stone Cold Sober today, and I told you totally before we started recording, apparently I've never seen this in its entirety. <laughs> I have no idea what I just watched. <laughs> I, <laughs> I clearly watched a movie that, oh, man, this is a true story, isn't it? So that's the thing. It it's is claimed to be. Parts are, and that's the problem with it. Like, you don't know what's real, what's not. It's all from Hunter S. Thompson, <laughs> who admittedly was drugged out of his mind at the time that yeah. he wrote it. And, uh, you know, it is the seven. Who knows what he embellished? There's no official record of really anything. So I'm sure parts it, it, are true, parts are not. So this movie felt like a movie that shot 12 different. <laughs> alleged plot lines at you at the very beginning it's, and it's just like this is what's happening and then it jumps between everything but also like nothing at the same time it's a, it's a wild trip and it's very interesting to try <laughs> to follow because like it'll have a flashback and then it'll have a flash yeah. forward in the flashback and then all of a sudden we're back to the beginning scene in the car and we're like it's all it's constantly unfolding. It's like it's being told to you from somebody in a drugged out state almost. Where like when when for- you watch this with subtitles um uh what's his name? Duke. Typically Duke, other otherwise known as Hunter Thompson. Mm-hmm. Um he is referred to as the narrator for most of the movie. Yeah. It's very much so a lot like uh like uh, Fight Club. Where you have this story going on, but there's also a person on the outside telling you what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, <laughs> regardless of what I just said about like how this movie is, it was it was a fascinating movie. Dude, like it was a, it was a very good movie. It is. It I is, enjoyed it. It's so. And me, for me, it's like my go-to example of a surrealist movie because of the fact, like, yeah. It's so fucking bonkers what happens. And it's such... it. There is so much going on. It's one of those movies that literally, like, every time you watch it, you will notice different things. And uh, yeah. I know a lot of people that would be like, you know, you gotta watch it, like, on every drug that they, like, go through, like, each nope, time. Not no. happening. You don't nope. have to do that. You don't have to do it. Like... I this, like that you said it's like a, a, sur, a surrealistic movie. Mm-hmm. It's like the perfect blend of surrealism and chaos. Yeah. And like all at the same freaking time, but non-stop. Yep. And a big part of that is the fantastic direction of one Mr. Terry Gilliam. Do you know who Terry Gilliam is, Sean? That is a name that is striking. <laughs> like, I hear that name and I'm like, fuck, I know that name. What about but, Monty Python? Do you know Monty Python? Oh hell yeah! yeah I know Terry Monty Gilliam Python. is one of the. He's he's a Monty Python. That's why I know the name. Mm-hmm. 
He's uh Oh, I would not have made that connection. Dude, if you gave me a thousand guesses, <laughs> wasn't gonna come up. He's a fucking all. awesome director, dude. I love Terry Gilliam stuff. But hands down, this is my favorite movie he's ever done. Uh dude wow. the whole everything in this movie is so fucking wild, dude. Let me how the fuck about Johnny Depp in this flick, man? Dude, so before we even like before I even watch this today, you're like, yeah, we talked about this in the early days of Experience Grind top one of my top fives, and I gotta say, man, like I I I want to know more. You did say this is probably your like favorite Johnny Depp movie. He was incredible. He's really good. He or his best role, yeah, or his best yeah. role. It probably is my favorite Johnny Depp movie, too, because, like I said, it's in my top five movies, so it beats out yeah. every other Johnny Depp movie, for sure, so. But, wow. yeah, dude, he fucking disappears. He is Hunter S. Thompson in this movie, and that's because he literally lived with the dude for, like, four months preparing for this role to learn how he walked and all of his mannerisms and speech patterns. Dude, his weird little ape walk that he does is just, like consistent through the yeah. entire movie. There's not a time where you don't see him like bowing out his legs like this. Yeah, and, and walking and just with like, like walking one little along. arm dragging sometimes. Yes, yeah. dude. It's just all these oh. subtle little things that he fucking ah, he brings it to and like, and him and Hunter S. Thompson became like really fucking good friends during that time and they stayed friends until I heard that. Thompson uh, committed suicide. Wasn't that only a couple years ago? Uh, I, th- I think it's been probably Maybe shockingly 10-ish? almost a decade now. It's weird how those yeah, things... Yeah, 10 Like 2012, I want to say. Are we going again? I'll but... say 2009. <laughs> we're, bet- yeah. we're betting against somebody's suicide? Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. Poppy needs a new car. What uh, do you he got died. Here? Oh! I, what'd you say? I said 2012. Yeah, I was close. What did I say? Uh, uh, 2009. Shit, we both still lost. It was 2005, bro. God damn it, dude. When I was in high school. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I'm kind of dumb because I remember hearing about that in high school. (laughs) From like like all of those kids that like pretended that they knew shit. Sure. sure. Oh, yeah, this guy died. I don't know. You see that shit now, too. (laughs) All those people that pretended like they knew shit. (laughs) <laughs> well, the ones that were like, "Oh yeah, I followed this dude's work for so mad long," yeah. you know, while he's just and they get a all... fucking dork in high school. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm talking about? I'm yeah, not because I dick. was that fucking guy. I was yeah, like, that was probably <laughs> oh, the works of one Hunter S. Thompson and Terry Gilliam <laughs> inspire me beyond recognition and years. Yeah, yeah, I, I was that fucking dildo too, man. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, no offense. No, no offense. <laughs> also, kind of fuck you for doing that. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. No, I don't think I was really that bad. But I, it's also well, I don't know. You're not an office guy, are you? I love The Office. Right. I haven't watched the last two seasons because I, I honestly, after Michael leaves, don't give a fuck. Oh, you might not. Be I familiar watched. With I think as a season after that. There's a really good joke where like. Ryan is talking about Smokey Robinson dying and how it's, okay. it tears him up and he like he like announces it to the <laughs> office and then it turns out like Oscar looks it up he's like oh actually that was just an internet rumor he's actually still alive well first the, Pam's trying to she's like name two more of his songs besides like his big hit and I don't even know Smokey <laughs> Robinson hits and he's like oh, he yeah. can't do it it's all I don't know it's an elaborate setup it's a great joke 
Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares. But he died in 2005, which yeah. is fucking insane that it was 16 years ago. And I'm just now in 2001 to date this episode, watching this movie 23 years after it released in theaters in its entirety. Because yeah. I've watched for 100%. I've watched the first half of this movie. Countless times. Yeah. I have never watched the full two hours. That second... Okay, you hit the first hour, and the second hour is almost a completely different movie. It's, once you hit once you hit the point where he's headed back to California from Vegas the first time, there's still an hour left in the movie. Mm-hmm. And then you have a completely... Another complete extension to this movie. Yeah, and it gets even it's wilder. Insane. It goes even it's crazier. Insane. Yeah, dude. Holy Jesus! He gets Christ, hassled by dude. Gary Busey in a fantastic performance. Yeah, as a fucking cop who asks, who propositions him for a smooch Can I before he lets him kiss? go. <laughs> just I'm so so lonely out here, <laughs> dude. To watch this movie, you almost need a, a a tape cassette recorder duct tape to your chest just to record <laughs> your reactions to this God, damn movie. That is such a fantastic little vignette where he's just replaying what's on the tape and it keeps cutting and it's jumping back and forth. And it's one of the first things that is mentioned in this movie that they are bringing this tape recorder, but they say that it's for music, mm-hmm. which you get to in a point in this movie, but they put so much attention on this tape recorder that when it comes back and it's duct tape is duct tape to his chest you're like oh motherfucker (laughs) like of course there was something that was going to happen with this i still also at some point would love to get the bottom half of a plastic pig that i could leave in a guest toilet just to make myself laugh every time i walk by because i'd be like oh yeah no, it's really funny when you said the bottom half of a of a pig and leave it in a toilet. Before you got to the, uh, leave it in a toilet, I was picturing like literally if you just saw a pig and you cut it horizontally <laughs> in half. Like so it had it still had four legs. But yeah. then you said in oh, yeah. a toilet and I was like, "Oh, it's just the ass end." It's okay, like, the other half. The well, other mean, half. That happens at a point in this movie. <laughs> Which is yes, I know. That's what okay. maybe be like. Oh yeah, of course. It's it's I, the vertical half. Got I also it. like that you. Do you remember the meme of like if a dog wore pants, would it wear them like this or like this? Uh, so I didn't see that one. I saw a centaur. Would a centaur oh. wear wear a pants like this? Yeah. Or on its ass end? Yeah. Yes, that's where I went, and I went for all four legs, whereas you were going for the back ass. I guess in so, you, yeah. In what you just said, yeah, yeah. Because that's what they do in the movie. It is. I'm all about that back ass, too. I mean, uh, ain't no lie. <laughs> <laughs> butt stuff. Hashtag. Uh, shit. Hashtag so, yeah. butt stuff this episode, folks. If you're listening, share this and just hit that hashtag butt stuff. <laughs> yes, please do. Pig butts. Uh, hashtag pig butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that uh, i'm not searching that i am not searching that <laughs> you but, know if you go onto twitter and you search hashtag butt stuff guarantee you you're gonna end up with a bunch of gold and with us somewhere in there maybe you might a bunch get to of us yeah you're gonna go through a lot of others but you <laughs> might get to us on which page is like 400 pre- which is precisely why i asked you to not put in hashtag pit butt pig butt stuff oh yeah you're gonna get some man bear pig butt stuff 
Man bear pig. If you, uh, fuck. I got a man bear pig and then my brain was like, oh, we need to forget the other fact you were going to talk about that actually relates to the movie. Dude, it doesn't. Okay. Can we really, you said that you really like uh, Johnny Depp in this movie. I love Benicio. Oh, Benicio absolutely also fucking kills it. He did Benicio. Benicio. Wow. Benicio del Toro. I'm out of my mind. Benicio del Toro is freaking amazing in this movie, and he's amazing in everything he does. I just want to put that out there right now. Like, I don't think I've seen a bad Benicio del Toro movie, but he is outstanding in this. Yeah, yeah. And he's all over the goddamn place. Similar to Johnny Depp, he uh. He really disappears into this fucking role, and it, that's that's another reason I fucking love these this movie because those two dudes are at the absolute peak of everything that they're doing in this. It's fantastic to watch because half the time, like you don't even realize that it's goddamn Johnny Depp and Benicio del Toro. They don't look like themselves. Benicio packed on no. forty pounds, dude. That's real dude. weight. In the opening scene, when they're driving in the convertible, <laughs> yeah. and he is wearing that shirt that is popped open, and he had that belly on him, I'm like, that's not Benicio. Like, he has got to be wearing, like, a fat suit to make this happen. But no, th- there's no way. It's 1998. Mm-hmm. We just watched something recently that had great, like, CGI from, like, the early 90s. It, I mean, it's not going into a fat suit. No. <laughs> you know, and he just... This is such a method movie. Yeah. To the point where, like, you're watching this, like, I was watching this movie and thinking to myself, like, they aren't really doing all these drugs, are they? (laughs) (laughs) I, so, (laughs) like, come on. I have no doubt that, well, I mean, even. Like, some were done. I don't know about on this movie, but Johnny Depp is, like, he's alluded to the fact that him and Hunter had some pretty good times. Um, Yeah. He tried yeah, I've not- heard about like like spending like weekends and stuff mm-hmm. like doing experimenting with different things. I've read about that for sure. And then uh yeah, and I Benicio cried about it in 2005 when he died. Yeah, uh, so, so that was that's a fucking another crazy thing is that like <laughs> after he he died his like dying wish was that Johnny Depp would come shoot his remains out of a cannon. Oh my god, I <laughs> And then they did that, like, on the Conan O'Brien show, I think. Dude, it happened somewhere because you saying that, I forgot that was the thing that happened. Yeah. But that is legitimately a thing that happened because I've seen it. Yeah, and him and Johnny, it's because him and Johnny Depp became, like, really good (laughs) friends. Like, for this movie, Hunter Thompson is the one that shaved Johnny's head in the shape of his own bald spot. There's, like, behind-the-scenes footage of him doing it. He was, like, fully involved. He was, like... Working yeah. with him and like help. He's even in the fucking movie. He cameos. It's great. Yeah, he plays the older hunter. Yeah, in, when he when he in, goes in back trip. in time to do the like Matrix the acid. Trip. Oh, it's so great. Yeah. He's like, Jesus, fuck, there I am. He, ah, it's yeah. so fourth wall breaking and meta and surreal. God damn, this movie, bro. And what you just said, like him stepping in to shave his head into the shape of his head, like, dude, that even just adds so much more. Um, not meta, but like, uh, fucking just like owning the role. Mm-hmm. Johnny Depp had his head shaved for this role. Yeah, <laughs> by Hunter like, fucking Thompson. That is such that is such dedication, man. I- and 
and like that's a, such a huge thing in this movie is that while watching this, you can just tell. You can just tell how dedicated these guys are to making this movie. And not even just them, but like every weird ass cameo that somehow pops up in this movie, everybody is so dedicated to their parts. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up the cameos because I wanted to touch on them. So many. Holy fuck, there's a lot. And again, it's because it's Terry Gilliam. He's one of those directors that like everybody wants to work with Terry Gilliam because he makes great fucking movies and he's a super nice guy. And so, yeah. like, it's super easy to get people to come be in his movies. And, like, because literally everybody wants to. Yep. You got fucking who? We got Gary Busey. The uh, first one I noticed was Flea. Flea, of course, yeah. Right right off the rip, as soon as he appeared, I was like, oh, holy shit. But I'm actually looking through the Cameron IMDb Diaz right now. Is Ca- there? Cameron Diaz. Uh, you also had Penn. I, I messaged oh, yeah, Penn. you about Penn. And Vern Troyer. Uh, Penn of Penn and Teller. Teller. Although, and then v- Vern Troyer. In fairness, though, at this point, Vern Troyer was still just like, like Austin Powers has it. He was nothing. Yeah. He was nothing at this point. Like, yeah. To me, this was a retrospective. Yeah, like, exactly. You're like, cameo. oh, shit, Vern Troyer. Yo, there's that and dude. A, dude, he just like and, walks and those people, he disappears in their cape. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah, it, you also have um, God. What's his name? Christopher Maloney from um, uh, he he played Sven, the one that'd be like, oh yes, you just oh if yes, you ever yes. Need anything, the, the the gay um the uh, hotel hotel clerk. clerk yes yeah 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 uh, that was amazing and I love that he got so much time on that. Uh, you go into having Cameron Diaz, you already mentioned, but who was, uh, man, who was the woman there? Christina Ricci? Uh-huh. Lucy? Second half of the movie? Oh, that Toby fucking McGuire, but again, he was also nobody at the oh time of this movie. God. Yeah. Yes, dude! He looks like, tell me he didn't look like some crip creeper ass dude <laughs> who answered the door at a mansion in the middle of the night. It's actually... wearing like a t-shirt. <laughs> so... And, like, the second part of all of his scenes when, like, they're sitting super close back there and, uh... When he hops into the back. Yeah, well, so, but, like, after the car stops, all those scenes were reshot and they, like, I guess the first time, uh, they, like, Toby shaved his head and they glued that wig on there all shitty. And he, (laughs) when they had him back for reshoots, he wouldn't shave his head. So there's, like, a shitty bald cap and it makes it look even weirder. And I like but at it. this point in the movie, like you are in and out of hallucin- uh, hallucinations mm-hmm. to the point where like some shit like that doesn't even matter, or were which we- is such a beauty of this movie in that you're in and out of hallucinations in and out of like surrealistic like daydreams to like what's real, what's not real. It was a. Uh- I actually really enjoyed rewatching it this time too because I just discovered a new fact that I didn't know about uh, on this movie. But apparently, uh, and I, I saw it many times today, there's a a fake cactus that looks a little wonky that's in the background of a lot of the desert scenes, and it was a fake okay. like just one, just one. You can you, just repurpose in different angles. Not even different <laughs> angles. It's just because again, like it's another part of the surrealism of the movie that like. It's there, it's weird, but it's in the background, so, like, you're not noticing it until it's, like, pointed out. And then you see, like, it does have, like, this weird arm coming off. It's 
But I guess, but it always is there, just like omnipresent. Not like always. I love that about surrealism is just like there's always some one aspect that's just like you can have a series of things where something's always omnipresent and just like yeah. I, I know what you're talking. There's like those. There's a surrealist like Dutch that? painter no? that does these surreal paintings of like ominous giant buildings and like hellscapes and sure. shit and that dude i know what you're getting at i got you baby right on but right like on. it was cool just having another reason to watch this movie because okay like i said it's one of those that when you watch it again because i'm sure you will it's you'll just you'll pick up on so many other little things that you didn't even see the first time that oh i love them every time that's why i was super stoked to rewatch this movie because like it's like a greatest hits for me at this point because like yeah. i know it's also nicely kind of broken up in these little vignettes, and we have them scrambled. It's like a Pulp Fiction-style narration where, like, things are happening before they happen, and then we're catching up to them after they've happened. And Yeah. It's it's a fun little watch, but it also makes everything kind of car- compartmentalized. Yeah, it's also um, kind of going on what you're saying here is that it has, like, it is, oh, man, it's almost like a, like a heartbeat thing at a hospital where it's like boop and it just goes up down up down up down like the entire movie is nothing but like three or four minute stretches of just like a high like a peak low peak low peak low like something crazy happens then like holy shit then something crazy then holy shit like it has a lot of highs and a lot of like lows but it's lows in not a way that people think about it where it's like it's not like a depressing low, but it's just like a holy shit. And so how did this turn so negative? And then like an uplifting drug high, and then negative. Sure. I don't want to say I don't want to say a positive and a negative. It is an uplifting drug high, <laughs> and then a crash. What? And then an uplifting, and it just yeah. like it is the perfect representation of this movie. It, and it's absolutely very deliberate. And again, just the fantastic yeah. work of Terry Gilliam that it is like. It takes you to these weird places, and then it does drop off to where, like, the characters have a moment of clarity where, like, the realization sets in. But that also One of gives them does. sure, but that also gives us as flipped. the viewer a chance to, like, yeah, catch a breath, process what we've seen, try to understand it, and it's not just a constant barrage because that would be too much. It'd be overwhelming. You wouldn't like that, but like, mm-hmm. just that that those periods of rest, and then. We go, like you say, we go back up, and uh, it's yeah. something that he deliberately tried to do. He said he wanted to make the best film in the world, but also the most hated film in the world at the same time. So he tried to go to a lot of extremes on this one. That is fascinating, and I want to touch that on that in a second, but I do... Put a pin it, in that. I, it, this, yeah, put a pin in that, because this just dawned on me. Like, with those ups and downs, there are two very big downs in this movie, mm-hmm. and it is both characters. You have the first one being Gonzo when he's in the bathtub, like telling him to toss the uh, you know the uh, the tape cassette player into the tub. Why rabbit peeks? Man, I just wanted to I just wanted to carve a Z into your forehead, just man. Carve a little Z into your forehead. Yeah, like <laughs> shit like that. You've got that, and then uh, you also have Duke. In the second half of the movie, when he is at a super low, but it doesn't feel like a super low, 
because you don't see those like three days that he loses because he drank all of that like adrenochrome. Super, yes, mm-hmm. the adrenochrome, and you lose all those days. And, and even like Gonzo looks at him and he's like, "Man, you're too far gone. You took too much. <laughs> took too much. Man. You took too much. You took too Which, much." And again, just goes, sits down, starts drinking whiskey out of the bottle. Just straight. TV. That's also like the last thing you want to say to somebody if they're on the verge of a bad trip. Oh no, you fucked up. You took too much. You took too much, and he just does it and then leaves him. Dude, Doesn't care. It's I, fucking I, wild, dude. It's funny that you say that because I thought that exact thing. When also in the second half of this movie, they met Lucy. Lucy goes off to the other hotel because she's a good girl and they're all paranoid and shit. And you got Gonzo talking on the phone, talking about like, yeah, I took care of him. Like, I pulled out all of his teeth. And you just hear the narrator say, well, thinking about it, I thought that was a pretty bad idea to tell somebody who had a head full of acid. (laughs) Yeah. Like, okay, that is so, that is so like... I don't want to say self-aware because it's on purpose, obviously. Yeah. But it's one of those self-aware things that somebody could say where you're like, wow, that was that was brilliant. That was awesome. It's also the scene where he fucking pretends he's getting kidnapped and he's screaming on the phone and wrestling around. Again, <laughs> at no point, yeah. that's not a good thing to do to anybody tripping nope. out of their fucking mind on acid. <laughs> and he's like, nope, there, that takes all. care of that. <laughs> Oh, my God. He's the best attorney in the world. Okay. Or the absolute worst, because this is the most bullshit experience. Okay. This is definitely set in the 80s. 1,000% set in the 80s. This is 1971, dude. I thought that it was the mid-80s, but they also went back into the 70s for other things. Okay. So this is 1,000% the 70s. Sean, (laughs) cut that out. I won't. Anyways. So definitely set in the 70s. Uh and that, like, dude, like, half this shit would not fly, ever. Like, within the last, like, in my lifetime, none of this stuff would fly. Fuck no. Like, the whole elevator scene with the knife and, like, <clears throat> thinking she, <clears throat> like, Cameron Diaz fell in love with him and shit. Like, that motherfucker would be in a prison cell in, like, an hour and a half. It's wild, too. Like, it's just the, the utter lawlessness of the 70s. And not only the 70s. Yeah. Vegas in the 70s like yeah this is also the time they talk about that a lot yeah casino is set and they talk about how Vegas is not a good city it's a it's it'll soul suck you and they get into that at the at the second half of the movie where like yeah it's 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 all Vegas spits you out you go up to North Vegas and if they spit you out you really fucked up yeah (laughs) like something like that he goes up to he's uh where's he Bakersfield right where he gets stopped um, he, no, he gets stopped prior to Baker. That's right. That's right. He gets stopped to, prior to Baker, but I'm thinking more along the lines when they're at the diner at the end of the movie. Yeah. When they're oh, talking yeah. about being like North Backdoor beauty. It's one of the two. Yeah. Backdoor beauty. And like Benicio just has this absolutely re, like amazing scene, but it's also like you're watching from the outside person just being like. God damn, that person's fucking crazy. But everybody has seen that person. Everybody's seen that person. And now imagine how dangerous that dude was in the 70s when, like, shit didn't get... You could do that shit. Yeah. Not everybody had a fucking camera in their pocket and could film everything every time somebody flips out. Dude, 
He's so yeah. fucking threatening in this movie at like all points. Like at some points, he he's is f- always at the the edge. Yeah, of just at some points he's like somebody. friendly, and it's like all right, and he's hanging out with Duke. But then like, dude, at no point do you feel like safe with it. Like he could just snap. It's wild, and it's all it, performed so well. It feels like the very beginning of like most Benicio roles that I can think of, of just like a nice guy that will snap in an instant. Yeah. Like he is such an outstanding actor, like you just said, acted so freaking well. And that scene is so scary, like you just said, about like that's before that's before cameras, that's before cell phones. Literally, she goes, I'm going to call the cops, and he pulls out a knife, stabs the table. Walks over to the to the phone and cuts the wire and goes, "Huh, I'll call the cops." Uh, oops, and think, it's just like I think so he walks it back over to her. Creepy, yeah, and he's like, "Here, call him." <sighs> it's so yeah. fucking insane. And then uh, Duke is Ugh. Duke's just sitting there fucking eating. Duke is doing exactly what Duke does this entire movie, where Benicio goes off the fucking rails as Gonzo. I'll say Gonzo. Gonzo goes off the rails, and Duke is just like, well, you know, I know how to deal with people who have used drugs. And in this circumstance, I'm going to eat my steak and let it blow over. (laughs) It's just like that is what happens so many times in this movie where he he goes off the hinges – and Duke's just like, hmm, well, this is what's going on. <laughs> I like that. He also. <laughs> and that's not in a bad way. That no, was amazing. you're right. You're all right. It's, it's I've never. Because he is calm in the elevator, but I have to, like, I feel like he's also scared is the thing. And like. Which well, one? Uh, you talking about uh, Duke? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure. I, so. In what I was just talking about, I'm talking about him as the narrator. Yeah. So, like, whenever something's going on, and oh, like, and he's in, talking this, over in the scene yeah, yeah, where yeah. he's like, "I'm gonna, st- I'm gonna carve a Z into your forehead," and then you just see Duke just like sit down and be like, "Get into the room, go away," and then it cuts back. Back. To, you know, the one thing that I've learned with people who use drugs is just, just step back, don't engage. And it's just like, what the, the complete fuck? opposite of when he's like blasting is, him with a bullhorn and threatening yeah. him with mace. And I Dude, love it's too. like three different layers of just like what's going on, the reaction, and how, like the person's like thought pattern behind the reaction. It's just like, it's so weird. It was awesome. I love the little touch when he, he keeps claiming he wants to carve a little Z into his forehead. And then he wakes up with the Z and ketchup on his forehead. Okay, that was ketchup. I, I'm sure it was something. He didn't actually cut him. Uh, he just, I think it is ketchup because he doesn't have a thing on his, a scar on his uh, forehead later on. So I looked for that and he did have his like hat pulled down. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, I dude, I thought it was scarved, carved into his forehead and I was paying attention until it got to the point where like in that room and like the second half, the second half of this movie loses me so much. Because, like, once you hit that scene and it has the tape recorder around his chest, yeah. you're all over the goddamn place. Yeah. And yeah. it shows <coughs> – excuse me. It shows the Xena's forehead. And then, like, ten minutes later, you realize the blood, the blood that you think is on the wall is actually ketchup. So I didn't put that together. But then you go through this whole entire story and at the end of the movie, he's back in that hotel, that hotel room 
with his ankle being ankle deep in water and stuff all over the wall. So, so I don't know where this movie actually went. <laughs> so there's there's two different hotel rooms. The ho- the second hotel room with the TVs and the the water. That's a completely separate hotel in a completely separate location. It's not the same one. Then the first up. one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I know that. Okay. I'm talking about I'm talking about the second half of the movie yeah. where he wakes up after taking all of that and and drifafine or whatever the hell it's called. He wakes up after that and he's got the shit taped to his chest and there's it looks like blood all over the walls and he's trying to piece everything together. In in that entire scene, all you can hear is water running oh. and I couldn't figure out what that meant until the end of the movie when it came back to that scene after like like, you have him waking up, and then it's nothing but flashbacks, flash-forwards, all-over-the-place kind of shit as he's reliving all of these memories from the tape recorder, somehow. Um, <laughs> and then, all of a sudden, at the end of the movie, he is back in that room, ankle-deep in water, typing on a typewriter. It's yeah. the exact same room that he woke up with. I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's, it's just like, that's kind of... And with this being my first, like, actual full-time watching this movie, that maybe that's why I don't get that. And maybe I'll get it on subsequent viewings. But as we're talking about it, I'm like, man, that ending of the movie was just, like, it wrapped back around. And I was just like, what the fuck is real? What just <laughs> happened? Right? So that's the, the And maybe that's of intentional. A, yeah, I think so. That's the beauty of a surreal film, especially a surreal film uh, told through the unreliable drug-addled brain of our narrator, like, who the yeah. fuck knows what parts were real and what was fake? You <laughs> was can so pick fake. him out. <laughs> whatever, I think that's the thing, like, whatever parts you want to be real can be real or fake. Did he really cut yeah. that phone off the wall? Fuck, I don't know, maybe. Did he really hold, <laughs> hang out puking and screaming at a white redneck family that the dad flipped out and yelled back at him because he reached a breaking point? In the car, yeah. Yeah, probably, man. Fucking A, dude. I don't yeah, I, lo- I doubt that he like flooded a hotel room to the point that it was ankle deep water. Yeah, that was crazy because at some point you've gotta have I don't know, I don't wanna break this down that far. But um You would think yeah. that floor would collapse, man. It <laughs> ain't holding all that weight, dude. Not even necessarily collapse, but by that point it would leak into the hallway enough that th- it would be an issue. Oh yeah. It's it's a hotel. Like I like uh, I also love how much he rationalizes everything that has to do with drugs. Yeah. Like there's always some rationale and it even starts in the beginning of the movie when they're talking about all the drugs that they have with them and he gets into they have a quart of ether and he's like and this is the deep dark like no return <laughs> despair of this. We'll get into that in a couple of minutes. Yeah. And it's like, "Oh Jesus Christ." And boy do it's, they. It sets the bar like immediately. Yeah. Between that, seeing bats in the sky and he's like Oh yeah, well, he's gonna see the bath soon. He he's gonna see him, him soon now, enough. He's gonna see him soon enough. No sense bringing him up. The poor bastard will see him soon enough. But then they're not there. <laughs> exactly. There's but the are, or are they there? Because there's a dead one on the ground that he hit with the fly swatter. Right? You don't know, dude. That is one of those things where that that is the one thing that sticks out in this movie as being like that felt not right. <laughs> 
Yeah. Because everything else in this movie is so... It's so psychological. It's either like it, it's either in your head, it's in their head. Is it real? Is it's not? And that is the one thing in this movie that transcends and goes from uh, just the metaphysical into the physical. Like, oh yeah, I see is, what you're saying. He's seeing he's seeing these in their head, and then for them to drive away, and it's the one thing in this movie that we see that is bullshit. But it appears physically. Mm-hmm. That wasn't real. Come on, that wasn't real. I know it's, it's such a great little little touch, it's, though. It's a great touch, yeah. but it's the one thing that doesn't make sense in this movie. Sure, I mean, I I honestly don't think the bat was there either. But it's just a cool little yeah. funny area. Like, is that the one that Duke hit? And is that his perception? See- exactly right. Is that what we're okay. seeing? It could be. Yeah. You know, yeah. If there's, that's the case, I wish that there was more of that. I mean, there kind of is. Do you think that there's really a Wolverine as a part of a trapeze act that is breaking? Okay, through? so th- so that's a good call, but I right? never once thought while watching that 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 was reality. Sure. The entire time, I thought that that was all bullshit going on in his head. But that breaks this down into what's the narrator's reality, mm-hmm. what's their reality, what's our reality, what is their reality that we're seeing. And that's, that's five fucking layers yeah. to this movie. I know, dude, and that's what I'm telling you. You didn't see... Jesus Christ! You, you barely saw anything on the first viewing. I mean, you saw the whole thing, but dude, there's so much little flavors that, that come mm. back and come out. There's oh, a, is that cinnamon? Mm. There's a little... I'll, I'll clue you into one that's great. There's a scene at the beginning when he's tripping on the acid and he's trying to check into the hotel... And there's a dude talking on the phone that, like, the vines on the floor start to creep up his legs. But the dude mm-hmm. on the phone is talking about some chick in a parking lot getting her head cut off. And then later on, they talk about that you get the adrenochrome from the pineal gland from cutting somebody's head off and taking that out. And it's it's these little fucking... I heard both of those and never connected the mm-hmm. dots. Mm-hmm. Like, you bringing up both of those points, I'm like, yep, that happened. Yep, that happened. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. All didn't know that was dude, the thing. All kinds of little shits like that. Mm. It's all it's that's what I love about this movie is that it's a great main course and then you find all the little spices that are mm. playing off off your mind taste buds, your mind buds, bro. They Damn. were on some mind buds in this movie. <laughs> They're on something. Uh, well, also welcome everybody to our new Monday uh, Monday night podcast where we take all sorts of drugs and watch this movie and recover it. Yeah, um, well, that's our goal. Each time, uh, but to get those, you got to support us on Patreon. We release yeah. one a month where we get really fucked up on one of the drugs from this movie and then watch <laughs> it live and do commentary. <laughs> that's not oh, happening man. guys that doesn't sound bad no. <laughs> oh yeah it's not happening it's not happening <laughs> unless is it i don't know go to patreon give us money <laughs> who knows who knows <laughs> <laughs> i'm ah. doing a lot of stupid shit for five grand <laughs> right shawnee boy uh each. as your attorney each. as your attorney i advise you yeah. to tell me what were some of your favorite little scenes in this flick here shit man uh, dude, you mentioned literally we're just talking about him being on acid, like the whole scene where he takes the acid and he goes, how long do I have? And he's like, drive like hell. Maybe you'll make it in time. <laughs> yeah. 
that whole scene and they get to checking in and it's and he starting is melting to hit. into everything dude and people's faces are changing i i wasn't super into like the lizard people but everything else that happened like the the ground turning to liquid and the narrator coming in and being like well it's going to be super hard to walk in that how does anybody walk in something so thick? It, it was just like... What like, I love about that is that... So the narrator's saying that, but then it breaks into the real world of his real world because he comes back up and he says, tell me about the fucking golf shoes! As if, like, he's been talking yeah. about walking in the thick muck the whole time. Ah! Oh, Sean! There was that scene. I also love the scene with Tobey Maguire where mm-hmm. they're in the car and he is doing this whole internal monologue, but it takes like a full minute for you to realize that he's actually saying it out loud as to well. himself and he's watching and himself. He's, yeah. And he says, and he like acknowledges, Jesus, he's like, did, I, say did that? I just, did I say that or did I think that? And he totally said it. Uh, those were outstanding. I, I think the scenes where Benicio, any scene where Benicio is having a meltdown that doesn't involve the knife, the <laughs> knife I think was a little too used in this. Um, just got, I, I felt like it outwore, it outwore its welcome, but, uh, but most of their scenes together where one of them's having a meltdown, <laughs> Fucking gold, dude. Because we've all been there. Okay, let's be honest. We've all been there with a dude who was just like a little too high on something. (laughs) Maybe just me. (laughs) But I've... But um, we've all been there in a a point where somebody's a little too high and you've got to... Let's just say you got to babysit. And I love that in this movie... I love Both people had varying levels of babysitting. Like Duke babysitted, babysat Doc there for way too long. And then he's like, fuck it. And Doc, after he drank all that adrenaline stuff, after two seconds was like, dude, you're too high. <laughs> it's just, TV. just leaves him alone. <laughs> I love when he's walking. He's turning into the monster. And he's like trying to feed him some cocaine. And then he turns around and his back is full of tits. And he goes, beautiful fucking tits, man. <laughs> and two seconds later, he's like, yeah. And then it starts setting in. And you see six hairy tits starting to appear on your back. It's so it's like, it, oh, fantastic. Those like extreme close-ups of like Depp's face all bathed in the orange. is Dude, it's yeah. so fucking just, it sucks you in, man. I loved the sunglass choices mm-hmm. that were all throughout this movie. It wasn't just that one pair, that one pair of like orange Ray-Bans that you see every time you see like something on this movie. It does shift from sunglass to sunglass to sunglass and it always sets the tone, always sets like it's it's good. It's great. Yes. Uh Kyle, different hats you, too. What is, and the different hats, mm-hmm. yeah. And you see him changing the hats, mm-hmm. which is really great to set different tones. I really like the his, uh, the, the green the visor. see-through visor. I love that. That's yeah. such a cool one. And a, a lot of the stuff that Johnny Depp wore in this flick was just Hunter Thompson's actual wardrobe. That's awesome. Just gave it to him. Yeah. I, I like how they made a big deal out of that being like one of the more difficult things to procure. Unless oh, the, the shirts, shirts yeah. no, the shirts were the easy one, or was it the shirts in the car were the hard ones? No, the the tape recorder and the shirts, I believe, is what he says. Of the were hard the one. easy ones. The drugs in the car were easy. The tape recorder and the shirts were harder to come by on a Friday night. No, the car was the hard one to come by. 
because the, he gave him a hard time. He's like, are you going to have the money? Well, hold it for me. Don't you know who I am? Oh. They had a hard time getting the car. That's right, because he's yelling I, at him I can't the remember phone. the other one, but the tape recorder was easy. Tape recorder was easy. Car was hard. And there was one of each that I can't remember that was easy and hard. I love, too, that you and I right now are remembering different versions of this movie. One of us is right, but who me. knows? Let us know on Facebook. <laughs> exp- oh, yeah, Facebook. do let us know. Facebook.com slash probably experience grind. Yes. It, it, Otherwise, it, search it. Exactly. Yeah, You'll find it. it. It's the one with the gear. Somebody's giving boost Kyle. to these goddamn animals. What? What's my right? favorite scene, buddy? I mean, what I could is just... one or two of your favorite scenes? Okay, I was going to say you. Want... I could just sit here and recap the whole movie for two hours. We don't. We ain't got time. For I that. know. <sighs> I wish we did. <laughs> I fucking love everything in Bazooko Circus. Bazooko Circus is such a fucking tripped out scene. I, I love so even awesome. the part where they fucking arrive to it, and he's like, "Take the ticket. Take the ticket." He's like, do I need that? Oh, wait. No, that's at the first hotel. Uh, and I think it's No, the- it was. No, you're remembering this right. He had. <laughs> they were doing ether. Yeah. And they're trying to get into Bazooka Circus. That's right. They get circus, pushed in. And they. He's like, yeah, you lose all control of all your motor functions. And the worst part is you can see yourself doing it mm-hmm. and you can't control it. And then I also love that he's like, but it doesn't matter because Vegas loves a drunk. It's easy yes. target. And, and he it, just pushes them through yep. the turnstile. So they help him in, and oh. they get him in there. And then, uh, yeah, everything in Bazooko Circus is fucking wild. It's based on the Circus Circus uh, Casino in Vegas, which they wouldn't allow them to actually use their name, so they invented it. Goddamn. Sure. Uh, I really love the fucking diner scene, weirdly enough. It's fucking great, but I love that it's just so... It's so uncomfortable. And so just <laughs> desperate and awful and just... Ugh. Yeah, it's it feels like something that should have come within like the first hour of a movie, like out of desperation. And there's some sort of there's sort some sort of redemption from that. But no, this yeah. is at the end oh, of the no. movie and there's no redemption. These guys are just douchebags. I'll do. Uh, let me do three more real quick, too. I like yeah, uh, please do. I like uh, I really fucking love when Duke shows up to actually cover the mint 400 and he walks up to the coffee booth first and he's like those of us who had been up all night didn't want coffee and donuts we crave strong drink and he walks we, over we, we we wanted something stronger he's fucking getting hammered at dawn he's trying to get beer <laughs> and then that his beer gets ruined as he's trying desperately to keep it covered and then when he finally gets to take a drink and he just pours out that goopy sand such a fucking awesome scene yeah. God damn, that's great. He spent I, that entire time trying to protect his beer. Mm-hmm. And it was all for naught. I love that. I love when he's trying to secretly leave the hotel and he, he keeps thinking he's busted by the guy because he's like, they don't have the bill. He's like, we've been running an average $26 to $38 hotel bill every hour for the last 48 consecutive hours. <laughs> and he's like, and the fucking attorney's already left him. He's stuck him there with the hotel and the bill. Sent him the gram. Yeah. And then, like, the when he's trying to get out, and he's he just keeps slamming the car in park, and... Ah! Oh, I damn. really loved it when he hit his tipping point, and the dude was like, hold up, hold up. He's like, fuck! He starts just <laughs> slapping the fucking thing, and he's like, all right, you should never try to understand a press telegram. Half the time we speak in code, especially the doctor. And he just gets... Hunter Thompson was actually the one that sent the message to me. But yeah. got screwed up. It's backwards. You don't even get it. And it just <laughs> <laughs> So he berates the little man. That fucking scene is great. And then, ah, oh, uh, so goddamn. 
The, uh, it's a fucking, I had it and I should have not ended with it. Uh, who cares? Oh, I remember Dude, any so, of the scenes just like, yeah, who cares? Any of them. I really like Benicio puking in the toilet and it's like so graphic. Like, oh, okay. I have a, I have another favorite scenes. You just mentioned that Benicio, when he attacks the fucking maid. At the end of the oh, movie, yeah, and, and they convince her that they're cops because they're at the CIA. For, he's holding the microphone at her for the tape yeah, recorder. Yes, which is clearly still duct taped to him, which is weird. But anyways, um, Benicio is literally sitting there, like convincing her that he's a cop, and his mouth is covered in vomit. His shirt <laughs> yeah. is covered in vomit. There's vomit all over his collar and down his shirt. And I'm just sitting there watching being like, this is the most bullshit thing I've ever seen. It's so but great. also, this is like 1971, and this woman is just like, $1,000 a week? Hell yeah, I'll believe whatever you tell me. Yeah, she's, of, of course, a poor immigrant woman. Fuck, she's getting man. told everything. that. And again, yeah. this is before the internet. You didn't know You didn't know people would just lie. And it's fun. <laughs> But it, it's great that that happens because I think one of the best lines in the movie is when he finally gets him to the airport and gets him on the plane. He says... Ridiculous scene. Very, yeah, he just bl- drives through the fucking fence and then he's... His at, car's uh, love, car covered in fences. As it, as, as it fades out, we... It, so yeah. that's a Terry Gilliam thing is bookending his movies with like... The opening shot is the same as the end shot. So we open with yeah. him in the car with the yeah. desert and that's how we end. But yes... Uh, when he says, there he goes, one of God's own creations. What a weird... Ah, oh, fuck. Why did I fuck it up? God damn well, it, Sean. It is all good. We all know what you mean. I've got the quotes because, right here. Yeah. Folks, guys, if you haven't watched this movie, if you've got a spare cool two hours to watch on a Saturday night that maybe you can, I don't know, partake in some ether or some opium or some cocaine or... I don't know. <laughs> I mean, don't do that stuff. <laughs> As your attorney, I advise you not to actually do any of that stuff. But tell people well, that you did it because most... they'll think you're really cool. <laughs> that is the most responsible thing that I've heard today that started with <laughs> As, As your, your attorney. attorney. <laughs> I advise you. Jesus Christ. Yeah. His, like every time he said that, it was the most ridiculous. I fucking love it. As man. your attorney, I advise you to go into my shaving bag and grab the little brown bottle. It won't take much. Just take a little. This man has a bad heart. And one oh for the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they did that for each other. Yeah. Because when he was checking into the hotel. He pops he him hot, one. When, he's, yes, this man has a bad heart. When he was on acid, yeah. he's like, he, he, he's got a bad heart. It's fucking yeah. great. I love when he opens the cocaine shaker in the car with a convertible and it <laughs> fucking flies everywhere. He's like, like, blame God. He's like, no, I blame you, you fucking idiot. You're a fucking narcotics <laughs> agent. I knew it. <laughs> There's so much, dude. They're riding in a in the fucking convertible when they're drunk and it's like <sighs> swerving around. They've got the top down and Duke's window's down, but he tells fucking Benicio to roll his window down so they can feel the air. <laughs> you feel the cool desert air. <laughs> when the fucking top is down. Oh, just all these little things, man. Oh, I all literally... the little things that you would really appreciate at, if at one point in your life you were in that position. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> so that brings me, Kyle, to ask you, Kyle, would you consider this to be a stoner movie September 
Would you consider this to be a stony, stony movie? Uh, stoner movie. I can't do this. This is my first time, folks. I didn't say stony mover, so we're good. Yes, Would you consider Sean. this to be a stoner movie? Yes, absolutely, I do. Um, not that I do anymore, but as a young man in my youth when I did participate in some extracurricular activities, uh, it was a, a quite enjoyment to watch this. Uh, and it's it's still good today, just completely stone sober. It's It's a wild movie. You don't need it to make the movie better. I don't think you can make the movie better, but it is a different way to watch the movie. And it's wild. It's a good time. I really appreciate that it took to uh, watching the movie that I've seen the most drugs in my entire life to have you be such a stone cold angel. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've never seen so many drugs and have you be like, I've never done a drug in 20 plus years. <laughs> That's true. We got to think about careers here, folks. But yeah, uh, 100%. Absolutely. It's, uh... it's been at least 36 for me. <laughs> How old am I? <laughs> I say, but for sure, absolutely a stoner movie. Yeah. Uh, what about you, buddy? Oh, absolutely. Like I just said, I've never seen so many drugs in a movie in my life. <laughs> Outside of like some uh, some movie Dude. where it's just like, here's 1,000 pounds of weed. Right. That, it's something oh, like that. But like when they're going through like the drug the scene in this movie. Yeah. Like and like if you've seen like real drugs and like you're just like, holy shit. That is a fucking someone's going to die. Yeah. And he carries that thing around. I like that. He al- they also Christ. have a case of fucking beer, which is one of the more mild things. But a case is still like, it's not like the case that we have yeah. today. It's like four stacks. It's like a 24, it's a big grid. Yeah, of like a couple stacked on them. And they're the old pool tab beers. Which, okay, real quick. Um, you mentioning that brings me to another thing that I just want to kind of, I don't know, maybe tie this up at the end. Uh, I love grapefruits. I love <laughs> grapefruits unabashedly. Uh-huh. Um, I will eat them as snacks, and everybody makes fun of me. Watching this movie made me feel real good about myself. Kyle, on a scale of one to a backseat full of grapefruits, how many grapefruits would you give this movie? Uh, Shawnee, as a fellow fan of breakfast grapefruits myself... And a massive fan of this movie. And anybody who makes fun of you for eating great food for breakfast, let me know. Uh, I will kill them anonymously because nobody can link <laughs> us together. Nobody has. Gonna... There's nothing that links you and me in any way no. at all. So like, it's nobody will know that I did it. Kyle will in no way carve a Z into your forehead. <laughs> but uh, on that note, I would With give ketchup. it the fullest full backseat you could give a fucking movie. This is a perfect movie to me, man. Absolutely yeah. flawless. I fucking love this movie. I am so glad to hear that, man. Uh, I had a feeling that's where you're going to go, and I just wanted to see something that just had a, a full load of grapefruits. <laughs> a full load. <laughs> just a full load. Full stop. Full stop. <laughs> For sure. Uh, oh, shit. What about you, buddy? Oh, in terms of rating? Man, I'm going to give this uh, shit, man. I feel like I'm going to grow to enjoy it the more I watch it. You know, I... I'm gonna compare this a lot to the Big Lebowski. Okay, fair enough. That's an apt, apt uh, comparison. 
Yeah, the first time I watched that movie, I enjoyed it the first time, and I my love it. of mo- oh, I really liked that movie the first time, and I I only watched it like two years ago, so maybe it was just oh, like okay. kind of like my mind frame. But uh, I I like that movie, and my love for it only has grown, and I feel like that's the potential for this because watching this movie, I felt the same way that I did watching the Big Lebowski. Obviously, Excellent. completely different kinds of movies. But I would give this, I don't know, if I had a, if I had a headrest that was resting at about five foot ten, I'm giving this about five foot eights worth of grapefruits. That's pretty high up there. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty up there. I I feel good for that, especially, like you said, this being the first time officially seeing it all the way through. It's an understandable rating, too, because, like I said many times in this episode, there's a lot of little things that are going to... Start bubbling sure. to the surface as you watch again. Bubble like uh, a pipe that was used with water in conjunction. It'll bubble like that. Yeah. I can't I don't do. know anything. <laughs> uh, let me get some chocolate milk. <laughs> just kidding. I did it! Oh, and, dude, that was really fun. That's just water good. in my mouth, people. I don't know what a real water pipe sounds like. I've only seen one in the movies. Kyle's employers, that was legitimately just water in his mouth. <laughs> Kyle's employers. Too bad we didn't Twitch stream this one, so I had uh, video proof. But trust us, everybody. There's no proof. Wink. <laughs> that was really good. That was pretty wild. Holy shit. Uh, well, Shiny dude, Boy, yeah. Take us out, yeah, I, I was just about to say, like, that was a lot of fun. I'm very excited to kick off uh, Brookstober. Next That's week. next up. With uh, Mandy is going to be my selection. I'm going to put up a post on our Facebook page. So come search us out. Let us know what you think about it. I want to hear your thoughts. And if you have any questions for us, that would be super fucking dope. Brooks is going to be on. Of course. Uh, So that would be super dope. So get those in while you can. Kyle, are there things that you want to shout out for the page or the brand? Uh, No, other than, you know what, buddy? I love you. This was a really good stoner movie September. That was awesome. It was a really fun. I am very fun glad one. that we made it all the way through the <laughs> all the way through the month. I, I love that earlier th- today. I was like, oh, "What are we covering?" And you're like, uh, "This movie." I told you last week. Why didn't? You- oh yeah, I know why you didn't remember. Oh yeah, of course. We both know yeah. why. Ha ha. Um, but yeah, man. Because uh, I don't care what my employers think. <laughs> <laughs> But no, but I'm uh I'm really glad, man. It was a, it was a really good time. I'm, I'm yeah. glad you got to uh to 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 get in here. We got to fucking watch Strange Wilderness finally. Hooray for that, right? Celebrate yeah. good times tonight. Woo! I'm so disappointed that I cannot like push this upon people. No, like, what am I gonna do every year when something comes up and I'm like watch Strange Wilderness? Oh wait, they already did. Yeah, now it's like oh oh that's my show now. Aw. <laughs> well, buddy, that just means you get to be here for the inevitable premiere of The Evil Bong, whenever that happens. It's One coming. through 12. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> other than that, man, nothing much. Brookstober will be good. Uh, we will start really pushing the 24-hour stream, even though somehow we're already over $3,000, I think. Yeah. Is that right? That's D- fucking... We are over 3200 I think. <laughs> And, dude, does 10,000 sound that outrageous? Now? At this point, still a little, but five is definitely <laughs> not out of the fucking picture, which is wild to me. 
I think seven's not out of the picture. Seven's I a think stretch, ten is, I, I think ten is a stretch. I think seven is normal because what do we normally get? Like three to four during so the weekend? Oh, yeah. During the week, we've... I, it gets more every year, but last year I think we got about a thousand to fifteen hundred the actual day of the stream, maybe more, maybe okay. two thousand. Ten thousand it is, folks. <laughs> Go to the page and donate. Give it that money. Yeah. Uh, other than that, no man. I'm just uh, looking forward to uh, you giving me some advice as my lawyer. Okay. Well, I'm not going to give you advice. Kyle, I am going to take a step back and let you give the same exact advice that you gave earlier oh. in the show because your voice just carries it so pleasantly. And I want to do you the honors. <laughs> well, please fair enough. Take it away. Listeners, as your attorney, I advise you to please go fuck yourselves. Mm.